This is Monique, producer of Ujama Place a Black Man Sketch Podcast, bringing you episode 23, which was recorded during the Ujamaanomic Civil Rights Research Experience that took us on a tour of the Deep South for four days. I'm joined by two powerful Black women, Ujamaanomics instructor Kimberly Hem and Nikki Beasley, who is the Housing and Policy Director at YWCA St. Paul a Twin Cities Communities of Practice partner. This conversation centers around bearing witness to the experience through the eyes of Ujama men and how experiencing the pain of our ancestors impacted them and us as Black women. Welcome, our beloved community, to A Black Man Sketch. Welcome to A Black Man Sketch. This is episode 23 and this is Monique, and I'm back to you live from Montgomery, Alabama. So we have a, a course and training uh, that teaches a cultural financial li literacy, and that's why we're here. This is the Ujamaanomic Civil Rights Research Experience, and we're here studying not only the economics of, let's say, slavery and lynching. We're going to have a conversation about that because we learned today that we are not slaves. All right. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. We are not slaves, and our ancestors didn't volunteer to be brought here to this country. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit today. But let me start to my left. I have Kimberly, who's gonna tell us about her affiliation and what she does for Ujamaanomics and teaching the class. And then we're gonna uh, go right into Nikki's story. All right. Okay, uh, Kimberly Helm, I have been affiliated with Ujama now for three years. Right. I have been the cultural financial literacy specialist with the organization. I have been, had the privilege of being able to assist young men in helping them understand foundational financial characteristics and helping them learn um, what they need to know in order to grow and learning from the past of how they learned about money initially and uh the direction they're going towards the future and what they want to take with them and learn from there. And it's, it's about that navigation, isn't it? Yes, yeah, all about how to navigate the current um, world that we live in and learning the uh, how to leverage what exists and how to work the system, mm -hmm. not just be a effect of it, but how to know what everything is and to navigate it so that you can it doesn't happen to you but you can be more intentional with it that's right all right nikki hi um, i'm nikki beasley and i am here representing the ywca of st paul uh, where i serve as the director of housing and public policy and our uh, ceo gay adams massey actually has represented the ywca um, at, on the communities of practice um, and Kimberly actually came and did the train the trainer on um, the Kimberly came to the YWCA and taught us the cultural financial literacy program in a train the trainer um, process that the staff and I went through and so uh, that is how we've used it in our organization, using it um, in group settings and then using it as case management 
support of our participants. Um, all of the organizations that have been using um, the curriculum, but also customizing it to make it their own. Yes. You know, each organization uh-huh. has a different clientele. Like you have the women at the YWCA, mm-hmm. uh, Ujama Place, of uh, course, serves uh, young men, uh, 18 to 30, black men. Uh, we also have uh, PPL as a partner. Um, so we really dig deep into customizing the curriculum based on our participants. And so we've been doing this now and, and we're about to take it to the next level. So that's why we're here. Yeah, We're here to study exactly the economics. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to be able to put a dollar figure behind this, okay? And so what we talk to the men about is a wealth generation. Um, you can't just have that conversation with them. You have to immerse them into this experience. And so we're able to then talk to them about what we're going to do. What's the plan that we're going to do to bring them up to where they want to be. So we have them understand the history behind what, why they are experiencing what they're experiencing today. Um, So we're here, we're sitting here. We're three black women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're here for this experience with black men who are the most marginalized population. These are men who have experienced a lot, the connection to the criminal justice system, homelessness. So we're here and we're taking this in, right? So we're watching them go through this experience. The experience we're gonna talk about is the reenactment of the Willie Lynch story, the Willie Lynch letter. So when we first arrived, this was in Selma, we were on the bus, and we're going to start where Miss Afriay of By the River Center for Humanity steps on the bus. Yeah. Mm. So when she first stepped on the bus, she went instantly into roll. There was no introduction. Hi, I'm... Nope. She went straight into roll. And can I be direct? You okay, be she direct. Was, I'll just need to be clear. She was like, okay, shut up. All y'all niggas, be quiet. Turn them phones off. You coming with me. Female niggas first. Mm-hmm. You know, she was direct, firm. So mm-hmm. how did that make you feel, Nikki, when I you heard was, that? I was just, I was startled. I was scared. Mm-hmm. Fear set in right away. The not knowing what we were about to experience. And, uh, yeah, fear. It was deep. Because it was very deep. For me, it was... I, I was still very clear we're in role. That's the only thing that helped me. Mm. Real talk. That's the only thing that helped me because it was clear it was role. If this was real, I would have been affected in a more dramatic way. Mm. It mm-hmm. felt real. It felt real. It, it was it hard did. for me to remember that it wasn't real. Yeah. So I had almost the opposite. When when we got outside off the bus and she put the women in the line and she put the men in a separate yeah. line and men face the wall mm-hmm. women do this and, and and at that moment she had us in the two separate lines with the women and the men and i was at the front of the line so that was interesting for me because i i really stayed in role a little bit because she said okay do this do that and i was just keeping an ear i was focused on her voice mm-hmm. to know what this next step was because mm-hmm. i didn't want to mess up right because whenever somebody messed up, she called you out. She's yeah. like, nope, you're doing this now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and seeing how it dramatically affected Al, 
mm-hmm. in the group. Watching, yes. hearing how much it hurt him. He's the oldest of the group. Mm-hmm. And right. he experienced this in real life in the time. Mm-hmm. So when she started calling him, called him a Sambo, or no, this Sambo going to do this, and you the second Sambo. And she's, he's like, there's three, because you, you call him third. He, he was so affected, yeah, he right. needed to leave. Yeah. It triggered. And, and it was emotional. Me. Yes, it was. Yes. Seeing him leave got me out of the role. Because mm. I was focused on role, but seeing him leave was like, oh, okay, this is real. This is real. That that brought me out of the the, the mode of mm-hmm. okay, this is we're in character here. Yeah, it took me out of character. I'm like, okay, that made it a lot more real when he left. And the nurturing side of me as a woman mm-hmm. was affected by seeing him leave. Yes, I'm younger than him, but it didn't matter because I care. Yeah, I would agree. I had the same. Like, and then again, it was this impending doom of what's next. Yeah. If that could happen and we were in it maybe five minutes. Yeah. If that. If that. It was like, what are we in for? And wa- and being again at the front of the line and mm-hmm. having her say, okay, now do this. Walk to the end of the, end of the block. I couldn't hear her. She needed a megaphone. But I couldn't hear So I was trying so hard to hear what she was saying because I didn't want to do the wrong thing mm-hmm. and mess everybody up because I'm leading us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so right. So I wanted to make sure I led correctly. Right. I couldn't take it. So so then when we got and started splitting up and walking across the field, then she said, okay, men lead. Mm-hmm. And then that's when things started getting deep, when we got to the bridge. When we got to the bridge, yes. When we got to the bridge and they divided us again. Mm-hmm. Front line, second line, that wasn't that wasn't gender separated at that point, was it? Mm-mm. No, we were all in one line. We were all in one line, looking over on looking into over the, the and Alabama she said, River. And she said, "How many bodies are in that Alabama mm-hmm. River? Mm-hmm. How many black bodies are at the bottom of that yeah. river?" Yeah, that hit me. Then she said, "How many times would you bounce mm-hmm. if you went over here?" Wow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow. Well, I felt and, that. And my, my first when she asked that question. I imagined myself going over and hitting all of the greenery and the trees and everything before even hitting Mm. the water. Yep, Mm. I did too. Like so, you felt the ancestors. You felt their pain. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and and because it's the actual river, it's not a reenactment. Right. No, we're looking at it. This is real. Real with the Edmund Pettus Bridge in the background. Yeah, right behind it. Yep. And so, um, so. There was a point, again, you know, watching you with the hands linked. I mean, it was it was intense. It was. It was an intense. And it was really hot. Yeah. Yes. And that was another thing, too, where I'm like, I just was like, wow, our ancestors not only going through this really humiliating, undignified process not even and being dehumanizing, called be, dehumanizing just, being called cargo yeah and and just think mm-hmm. not even knowing the language right right so right. here you are ripped right. away from your homeland mm-hmm. transported not even knowing where you're going mm-hmm. layered in the bottom because we're going to get to that yeah. right mm-hmm. the middle passage mm-hmm. and so just think about it that that and this is a great segue. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. So when we went inside, she divided us again between the good niggas. Mm-hmm. The good niggas had to pick who wouldn't make it, who would be killed. That was a whole nother experience. That was experience. a whole nother level, yes. And then just to expedite the conversation, because we could talk about this for a length of time. But then we went in 
to the room where we reenacted being up in the ship and in the bottom of the ship. I was selected as one of the people to be on the inside the ship as the rest of the slaves came in and wanted to be, she wanted me to cry out so that the people coming in would feel the pain and the emotion coming mm-hmm. in and make this a full experience. Mm-hmm. And Nikki, you were the one with the people want, coming in. Yeah. So we can talk about this mm-hmm. from both perspectives. Mm-hmm. So I was in the bottom of the ship. She asked us to cry out and I'll say, initially I started to, but I couldn't, it didn't really come out of me. And then after I'd say, I don't know, 30 seconds, then I started really trying to get into the real feeling of imagining we were in pitch black environment in the bottom of the ship just wait you just started crying and then you just let it out Mm. Mm -hmm. and as a woman I felt the release of just imagining being chained to the bottom of a ship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not knowing the person next to you you can feel someone next to you you can feel the, the pain you can feel the emptiness. You could feel so many emotions. It was such a release of emotion. When I finally allowed myself to really cry out, the tears started coming. And what did that sound like to you when you were coming in? Yeah, so when we were coming in, we were in a line. And this before you even get to the, the ship, it, it, we were just in a in like a warehouse and it was dark and it was damp and musty and hot and what I remember is that there was and I don't know if it was intentional or not but hearing just this drip of Mm, water mm -hmm. just hearing this drip because we had to be silent and then we hear we start hearing the cries and the wailing and then I was like I didn't know if it was our people that were with us doing this experience or if it was a video. Like, I could, it was pitch black. You couldn't yeah. see anything. Then we were instructed. We had two minutes to get up the steps and to get into the belly oh. of the ship. And the lights came on, and we had to move fast. And then again, the fear set in of like, okay, well, what What, what am I walking into? What am I walking into, and what if I... What if I trip and fall? What if I don't, if I move out of line, what's going to happen to me? So getting into the belly of, of, uh, of the ship and where it was also dark and not knowing, not knowing what was going to happen next. And what were you hearing? Tell, talk about the sounds. The, the, the sounds, the wailing, the, the pleading the the sorrow the fear um just the crying and that was and you know even as I sit here and close my eyes it's like the ancestors they they filled that space yeah they were in there with us there's no doubt there's no doubt and I've never experienced that closeness I was telling you earlier Kim Mm -hmm. like not ever having that experience of being of really feeling touched yeah so interesting you say that when i say real quick when you came down the steps we were instructed because we were inside Mm -hmm. right we were instructed do make any sounds you want just as long as it's coming from the heart Mm. it just don't touch them 
because they're already feeling so much. Don't touch them. Mm. We were at the bottom of the steps. You oh, couldn't see us, but we couldn't see right. you. So uh, we were sitting back, but you could see us. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I could see, I could see a little bit coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we were told not to touch not to you. Touch you. Oh, and then but that's I, hard. We're black women. Hello, right. we want to help you like, down the steps so you don't fall. And yeah. I wanted to hug the men who were crying. Oh, and they started crying out. They, I felt that. You talk about oh, as a woman. Oh, that, that was that was painful. painful. That was very I just wanted painful. to run to them and hug them because oh. they were feeling it. That mom kicked in, and I wanted to just. Wrap my arms around them and cradle them and, and, and you know, say it's okay. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, it's okay, breathe, breathe. Breathe, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after I heard that Gary L was in the middle of two of the people who were really crying, yes. the young men who were crying, yeah. they broke down. They broke down. And it then, came out. All the trauma they felt. Everything. Oh, yeah. You, you felt, felt everything from years and years just come out of them. Every bit yes. of it. So the emotions were high. Mm-hmm. And, and that's to be expected from all of us. But the mama in us as, oh, women, yes, as women, as black women, mm-hmm. we just needed to console and and hold and make them feel feel better. And suspend. I was able to, once they were really broken down, I suspended my feelings of yeah. how I was That's feeling true. in Put the your moment. Stuff to the side. Yeah, I was just like, "That's what we do." Oh my god! Right, like I, I just need to be it. there. Yes. it was painful. It was painful. It was painful. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You felt the ancestors yeah. there. The, oh, the ancestors, no doubt. And you felt that they needed that. Yeah, yeah. that wailing, that cry. You, <sighs> you know, mm-hmm. you felt like they released something really heavy. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I did too. Oh me! Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And so, just, just, uh, just powerful. And you know, by the River Center for Humanity is located the warehouses you meant. They, they're, they were slave warehouses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this was real. This was real. Mm-hmm. That's what made it so real. That's it, right. It, because we we knew this before we went into this building, mm-hmm. saying that this is the these are the buildings that did house slaves when they were waiting to be auctioned off. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So knowing this before we went through this experience in the same building. In the same building. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I felt just it. Just powerful. Just powerful. And we're sitting here, you know, we're black women. We're supporting the men. Absolutely. So a black man sketch is about the story. This is their story. Yes. So I don't want to take that away from the men. What we're seeing here, this is their story. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're here bearing witness Mm -hmm. and and we're here to tell the story we have to take this story back to our organizations to our community Mm -hmm. and make sure that they know the greatness that we come from Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we came from greatness they didn't bring sick feebled you know people on the ship they picked the best Best of the best best. you saw how Sister Afrié was examining your teeth and your throat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They did that. Yeah. They made sure you were healthy yeah. and strong mm-hmm. because you were a product. Mm-hmm. You weren't human, right? Right. You were their inventory that yes. they were going to sell and make a lot of money on. Right. Right? And that's how our economic system was built on that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about here. Our entire economic system was built on the institution of slavery. They, these companies are still around today. Yeah. 
hundreds of years later, the insurance companies who are now having to reckon with their past. Yes. And so as we continue to go into our communities and to talk about this, we have to know we have an army of ancestors right there with us. Mm-hmm. I think it was also big how we ended this experience by reiterating how I am great. Yes. Oh, that yes, was a, that was really what wonderful. a heal. We and I hugging ourselves healing. and saying, "I, love I am myself. wonderful." Yes. yes. Look at yourself every morning and, mm-hmm. and tell yourself how wonderful you mm-hmm. are. Remind yourself every day we are not what they tried to make us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that mm-hmm. was beautiful. It felt healing. Yes. You felt powerful and strong, mm-hmm. and it really, you know, when she said that. We have to create these places where we can wail in our community. And let it out. Yeah, yes. Let it out. Yes. And, let and it so out. Th- that's a great way to end this podcast is to talk about it. And we're going to come back with an action plan. We're coming back to Minnesota with an action plan because uh, this has been a powerful experience. It's not over yet. Yeah. We're only mm-hmm. halfway through. We have yeah, halfway through. That's right. Two more days. And again, I want to thank our partner organizations of the Twin Cities Communities of Practice, YWCA St. Paul, PPL, which is Project for Pride and Living, and the Cultural Wellness Center. And thank you to our special guests, Kimberly M. and Nikki Beasley, for representing the love, intelligence, strength, and determination that Black women have exhibited throughout history. We thank our beloved community for joining us along this journey of discovery of the love, strength, and determination that is passed on to us through our ancestors. We honor the ancestors for never losing hope in the struggle for freedom. Thank you for listening to A Black Man Sketch, episode 23. You can listen to A Black Man Sketch everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank <laughs> you.